Okay, so the question asked is a little bit near the Yomah, maybe not for us, but in broader terms. And that is, is it a matter to be, consi- to be given the position of being a leader of Klai Israel? Uh, is it something which, obviously, you know, it's not really an election process, but is it something that a person should want to be? Or that he is, is it, there's tremendous opportunity in being, and it's something which... Therefore, is it something if if it would be presented to a person, let's say someone who is in the ru- the running to be a god of Israel, so it's something that they should look to accept, or is it something which is a chisaron in having the responsibility or having the weight of Klai Israel's on one's shoulders, and therefore something to try to avoid? It's a good question because uh, we can look to Tanakh to see examples of this, to see cases where this played out, and then to analyze with the people involved whether, whether, how they responded, and whether it was the right or the wrong thing to do. So in the Torah itself we have four examples of people being nominated for a position of godless, a position of, of leadership of a Kahishra. The first and the most famous example is Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Moshe Rabbeinu had very little to do with Klai Yisrael. He had run to Midian. He was, he was looking after Yisrael's sheep. He wasn't in contact with the Jewish people. And he hadn't been in touch with them for many, many years. Uh, even though the Torah doesn't give us the, all the gaps in the story. But we know he left Mitzrayim as a young man when he was running away from Paris executioner. And at the time Hashem speaks to him in Midian, he's 80. He's already 80 years old. So for, I would venture to say, approximately 60 years, Moshe hasn't been in Mitzrayim, and he has had no contact with the Kalkai Israel. And obviously Moshe wasn't wasting his time for those 60 years. He was growing on his own. He was developing himself to become somebody who was on the level of being a Nabi. And now Hashem comes to Moshe and tells him, I've chosen you. I've chosen you to be the one to redeem Kalkai Israel from Mitzrayim. And that's why Hashem presents it to him. And we see Moshe's response. Moshe's response was to, dis- to argue. Moshe's response was to do, try and convince Hashem, like, so to speak, not to take, make him the leader. And uh, this goes on for seven days. We see that uh, Moshe argued with Hashem about it until Hashem wasn't willing to negotiate anymore and Hashem forces him to go. And therefore, inside that, we see that Moshe didn't want to be the leader. And even though he was given not just the opportunity of leadership, but also the opportunity to take Klai Israel of Mitzrayim. So then, think of the schus and being the one to bring her back that Kiddush Hashem, really want to save the Jews, being the one to prevent them from being persecuted further. And yet we see Moshe really, really didn't want it. And in the end, he was forced to go. <coughs> so if you're looking at Moshe as the example of someone being offered the opportunity to become a leader, we see Moshe's response was he didn't want to be the leader. He didn't want to be the leader, and uh, he had to be forced. I'm assuming it's for like a good reason, not just because he was scared or... Right, and obviously you're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. So it wasn't just Moshe uh, hadn't thought about it or was overwhelmed or intimidated by power. We're talking about uh, someone who Hashem decided was a good candidate. It wasn't somebody who would be pushed off by such small things. So that, that's our first example. When it comes to, when it comes to the other leadership positions in Klai Israel, whether it was uh, Aaron to be the Kohen Gadol. So, and uh, so Hashem tells 
Moshe to to take him kach or kach is Aaron or other Levim take the Levim and you take somebody so in both cases Rashi says convince them convince them that they should do it in other words it seems there also it wasn't thing, something that they jumped to do and it needed to be convinced Ashrecha he's been chosen for the position and convince them that it's a Kedai thing to do so we see just from the examples so far Moshe of the Aaron whatever it is that the response to being offered the chance to uh, take a leadership position wasn't always met with uh, we were going to run for it um, there was a certain amount of uh, hesita- hesitation and either in the case of Moshe Hashem had to push him to do it or in the case of Aaron Hashem had to con- tell Moshe to convince him to do it why? why? that's our first example so if you look at the Nevim so we see and this is very interesting we see two Nevim who describe how they became Nevim the one is uh, Yeshiyah Navi, and by Yeshiyah Navi we see the opposite it's, the Perik, the, it's actually not the beginning of the Sefer it's in Perik Vav of Yeshaya that he talks about how he became a Navi and he said that he heard about, uh, Kilo, he heard a discussion in the Basin Shemailo that Hashem said Asmi Eshlach Umi Yelech Lano Hashem is looking for somebody to be the Navi Hashem says who am I going to send who wants to be the Navi and then Yeshayahu says I'm me I want to be the Navi so Hashem says okay you, I've appointed you uh, so there we see that uh, not that he was pushed or even he was asked he, on the contrary he volunteered for the job and on the other hand we see at the beginning of Yermiel that he also describing Perak Adav Yermiel he's also describing of how he became a Navi and he says Hashem came to him and told him I'm making you a Navi and Yermiel says Hashem please don't make me a Navi I don't think I'm too young I don't want the job and Hashem says I'll tell you right now don't tell me that because you're going to do what I told you to do and I told you to become a Navi so here also even by the Navim which isn't necessarily the same kind of leadership but even there we find that there were those Navim who who looked to become Navim and they wanted the job and those on the contrary who tried not to take the job and Hashem had to push them to do it okay so before we decide why it was in those cases let's understand having seen our examples from the Torah and some examples from the Nach let's understand the next point what are the two sides to the question what would the benefit of being a leader be or what would the detriment of being a leader be now it's not just like I said before a question of a person gets flustered by a new job or a position they weren't expecting no there's a cheshman involved what's the mind of being a leader of Kali Yisrael what's the chesman of being a leader of Kali Yisrael so which one should we talk about first? Let's talk about the Mayanas first. The Mayanas of being a leader. Number one is being basically Mazaka the Rabbim. Mishra Bukha of us, Moshe Zacha was Zikha Sarabim. And therefore, Schul Sarabim Talibai. Moshe was somebody who had the opportunity to not just benefit himself, but bring benefit to the whole Israel. He taught us Imunah, he gave us the Torah, he taught us the mitzvahs, and therefore, the result of that is that the Schul Sarabim is Talibai Moshe. And anybody today, all of us who are learning Torah, it's, 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 it's giving dividends to Moshe because it's the Torah that Moshe taught us. And therefore, when one is in a position of influencing the Rabbim, so then the benefit of the Rabbim comes to him. Or anything positive that he brought about that now the Rabbim is doing, and any Torah that he taught the Rabbim, and any case where he instituted or whatever halacha or takon it is that the Rabbim are following, so this can go on for thousands of years, and he's always getting the benefit from that because that's all the result of what he did and therefore what a person can achieve in an individual capacity is minimal 
to what a person can achieve in a way where he has Ashpah on the Rabbi. And like I said, it's not just Ashpah of teaching. Of course, there were those people who weren't necessarily in a position of public authority, or they weren't in a position of leadership of Klai Yisrael, but they taught Klai Yisrael Torah. And therefore, their Torah is still being taught, they're still getting enforced. And that's for sure true. Um, just to give examples, the Ketos HaKhoshin, wasn't a major of. But the Maestro, he wrote a Sefer, which all Klai Yisrael learns. So of course, he's getting enforced in favor of who learns his Sefer. But uh, when, now we're talking about somebody else. People who were leaders of Klai Yisrael, and therefore what they did either protected the Klai Yisrael or they shaped the way Klai Yisrael act, whatever it's going to be. So it's not just the Torah. It's, it, that's also something which has long-term benefits. And this is also a mission for That uh, it says, everyone who's always taken that Tzibur, S'chosa Rabbim Then he has the S'chosa of the Rabbim. He has the S'chosa of the Rabbim. So if a person is a God of Israel and he makes the Kohanim which Klai Yisrael take on, and he acts to, to protect Klai Yisrael from whatever danger it's going to be, so then... The, the, that's a, a schus which he gets multiplied exponentially by the amount of people who are keeping it. So that's the that, that's the mail. The mail of the mail of being somebody who's responsible for a rabbi is then what they do is they get the schus of the rabbi. The chisarin. So there's three possible chisarins. Chisarin number one is that a leader takes responsibility. And therefore what the rabbim does wrong, Be'etzim comes back to him too. Because if you were the leader, you're responsible. And uh, it, it, to an extent, this idea has even filtered through to the secular mindset. And that is, the leader is responsible for the mistakes of people down the line. So the boss is going to be responsible for the mistake of his employees, and the general is going to be responsible for the mistake of the soldiers, and then it's always going to be like that. That's, and this, is, this concept starts with us. And that's the MS. And it's a Gemara and Gittin that a person says, if a person has authority over um, B'nai Eroi, says Nitpas, not B'nai Eroi. And if a person's authority on the Dar, says Nitpas, not B'nai Eroi, which means if you're in charge, if you have the uh, you have the reins, so to speak, of power, then you're responsible for people do. And if people aren't doing the right thing, then a Christ is coming back to you. So, uh, leadership comes with responsibility. And if that's the case, so then a person isn't just uh, have their Cheshman of Tapish Mayim, did I do the right thing or not? And now I have a cheshman copy of the rabbim also. And that is, if I'm taking responsibility for the rabbim, so now I'm going to be only within for anything they did wrong. And that's a very scary idea. Because how, even if I think, let's say, I have a position, position to, have, to have influence on the rabbim, but how much influence am I going to have? And how much do I know what the rabbim are doing that I'm going to have to try and influence them? And uh, this applies, and the Gemara itself says, it's not just the person who's... On the, on the top of the pyramid. Now we said if a person who is responsible for the dar says nitpas avonis hadar, it's on any small, much smaller level too. Uh, the Gemara goes down to if a person has authority over his house, his nitpas avonis anshik basically. So if you as the father or the husband or the person who's running the house, you're responsible for what happens in your house. And therefore you can't say, well, I didn't do anything, I didn't know. No, you're a You're responsible. You take responsibility for whatever you're a leader of. And therefore the more a person has that responsibility so the more he's achrai for what other people do one says from certain Chashav Rosh Hashiva and he says that he thinks that well, he hasn't just have to think about what I did wrong but he has to think about what everyone in Rosh did wrong because as a Rosh Hashiva he could have influenced them or he could maybe he's more achrai for them and therefore I have to clap for everyone's averus too because it's coming back to me Hashem's expecting an explanation from me how could you let people do these things wrong 
that's a big a big responsibility to take. That's a big responsibility to take. You have to know the door you, you're going to, or the people you're going to be, so to speak, achroi for, and then think, am I able to do this? So that's the first negative to being in leadership, and that is leadership isn't just the ability to help people and to give to people. Leadership is also the taking responsibility for people. That's the first. That's the first factor which would weigh for a lot of people, and not just talking with some people. I'm saying candidates for the job, while well, they wouldn't want to be in a leadership position, because why would I want to be a chroy for? Okay, why would I want to be the one who's a chroy for everyone else's mistakes? And this comes back to me wanting to do something. Now, the second, Cheshman, this was brought before my Mordechai Hatzadik. Mordechai became a leader. Mordechai became a leader, not just of the Jewish people, but of the country. He took Haman's position, which means he became the Prime Minister of, of the whole Persian Empire. And we see that the, the last apostle, Kumagiris Esther, tells us that it is, and that the Gemara says that there were those people who were criticism of Mordechai. Why did he take the job? And why, why shouldn't he take the job? He's now in a position to help Klai Yisrael. And he could uh, ensure that we're not going to have any repeats of hormones or things like that. And I know why. The government doesn't get it because a job like that comes with a price tag of little terror. Being a chai for the dar means you have to spend time dealing with the dar. And it has a price tag. It's time you could have been learning. And therefore, the second cheshpan of what a person loses by taking a chai for the dar is how much terror I'm losing by doing that. I could have sat and learned, and instead I have to deal with everyone's problems and deal with all the mundane things which people have to, you know, people want, want advice or help or whatever it's going to be. This is all coming in the cheshman of my Torah. And therefore, the second reason not to do it is the person doesn't want that. I want to be able to sit and learn. I want to achieve in Torah. I don't want to be saddled with the achrayis with of the dam. That's the second... That's the second... Uh, reason why a person would have not to not to want to take the Christ. The third third reason I'll be minded as a reason of Bilal And let's look like this. The Gemara says that there was a difference between Moshe and Aaron. And the Gemara says that when Aaron Akhoi died, Mayivko is a co-base is true. Everybody cried for Aaron. Everybody loved Aaron, everybody cried for Aaron. Whereas in Moshe Rabbeinu died, so it says, B'nai Yisrael that cried for him. It wasn't the same, in fact, the whole nation felt the loss of Moshe like it did by Aaron. Why? So we know, because Aaron was Ayyub Shalom and Shalom. Whereas Moshe, Moshe wasn't like that. Like Moshe says, Moshe, you covered the Nisar, sister of Narach. So it's a Chisar in Moshe's Midas, Chas Shalom. Ella what? That was Moshe's job. If you're in the position of the leader and you have to make sure people are doing the right thing, then you're going to have to be tough sometimes. And you're going to have to enforce the halakha sometimes. You're going to have to make a stand and you're going to make enemies. And there's nothing you can do about it because that's your job. And Moshe made enemies. He had a koirach and he had a, a various other times that people got up and dosna, viram, whatever it's going to be. And it wasn't because Moshe was doing the wrong thing. He was doing the right thing. He was doing the right thing. But if you're going to take a stand and you're going to be a strong leader, then you're going to have enemies. And if you're not going to be a strong leader, then better done to the job. And the Mashiach and Arnaka, it wasn't his, it wasn't his achrais. He didn't have to make the stand for terror, and he didn't have to be the one to fight the people who keep the So you could take the job of being the Ayyam Shalom Rehrer Shalom. And of course, Ben Arum Nechavere, it's much easier that way. If you're a big Baal Chesed, you always have to help people. Of course everyone's going to love you. 
But if you're going to be the leader, and you're going to have to make decisions, and your decisions are sometimes going to go against what some people want, and you're going to have to enforce your decisions, because otherwise you're a very ineffectual leader, then the Metzius is, there are going to be people that don't like it. And, uh, and uh, the Gemara says that any Rav who doesn't have opponents in his town isn't a proper Rav, because it means he's not doing the job. If you just want to make everybody happy, then you're not standing, you don't have any principles you're standing on. So that's the third reason why a person wouldn't want to be the leader is because they're, they're, they're running away from the conflict, which is an unfortunate but inseparable part of being a leader. Okay, so that's the Cheshpanis. The Cheshpan, while he has to be a leader, is the fact that a person can influence the Rabbim and get the Shosim of the Rabbim. The, the Cheshpanis, not to be a leader, are number one, it's taking responsibility for the Rabbim, which is a big responsibility to take. It comes at the price of little Torah. And number three, it's, uh, it, it's, it also comes at the price of endangering your relationship or with other people. It's going to cause people that you're going to have to be able to stand strong against. And it's interesting because that's exactly what when Yermiyahu a Novi we brought him before he didn't want to be a Novi Hashem said I'm making you a Novi but Hashem said I'm going to make you like a Choymas Barza you should know you're going to have lots of enemies and they're going to try and fight with you Hashem said I'm going to hold you up I'm going to keep you strong against them but expect it being a leader especially in the time of Yermiyahu when clients were doing a virus know that you're going to you're going to have a lot of opposition and Yermiyahu did he was thrown into jail a few times they tried to kill him more than once Hashem promised him you'll never get killed, which he didn't. But the mindset wasn't that he didn't have enemies. It wasn't that the people were against him. Of course they were against him. But, uh, so that's part of the job of being a leader. Even Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem in one place, Oed Matos Kulun. So he's not going to stone me. So we're talking about Moshe. But the same thing in place. Okay, so that, that, those are we said the pros and cons of to be a leader or not to be a leader. Uh, why it's something beneficial on the one side. And why it's something which is difficult on the other hand, so it has its concerns. And the emphasis we're talking about the leaders from Tanakh. We're not even talking about people's middles. It doesn't, we're not even talking about it. It's not even a factor. Whether it's a person who wants the cover, the one's authority, or is worried about the cover, or worried about the feeling of power. We're talking about people like Moshe Rabbein and Aaron Cohen, but they were about middles. We just ask the cheshpun of what leadership entails. Okay, so having said all of that, so let's, make a, let's go back to Maisa. When they come to you and ask you, do you want to be a god ladder? Maybe the U of 70 years now, or maybe people today who might be candidates for the job. Fact, so what, what, what's, what are they meant to decide? Of course, the factors for and the factors against. So what, what does the decision have to be based on? What does the decision have to be based, uh, based on? So the MS is, it's very simple. It's very simple. And this is always the Cheshpun, and it's the mission of regards. The mission says, The question is, is there another candidate? Is there somebody else? If there's somebody else, I don't have to take the job. By the case where there isn't somebody else, say so I don't have a choice. And now let's go back to all the examples we gave before. And we'll see why that's the case. Moshe Rabbeinu, Ve'etzem. Chazal already asked, why was he finding so much? Hashem said, I want you to be the leader. But he didn't want Kalashro to come out of Mitzrayim. He didn't want that the Shibu should end. Kalashro was suffering. Imagine if uh, you got a Malach who came to you in 1942 in the middle of the Holocaust and said, Hashem says, go to Europe and save all the Jews from the camps. You wouldn't go. You're saving millions of people's lives. Well, what would be the Havim in a nut? So what is Moshe Agnes Hashem? People are dying in Mitzrayim. This is a strong concentration camp. Hashem says, go and save them. Well, what are you fighting with me about? What was Moshe's Cheshman? Not all of them, never a little terror. There's a famous story when Rabbi Aaron Kotler came to America, published at the beginning of the war. 
So the first thing he did was try to save Jewish lives. He made the violent solid. He ran around trying to use any influence he could to try and save as many people as he could. So he tried to mobilize all the Rabban of America to join this violent solid. So the story is he went to a certain rough and he told him, I want you to join me in this effort. And I said, no, I'm sorry, I'm busy learning. He said, busy learning, but you're saving lives. So he says, but there's a Gemara. The Gemara says, from Mordechai. Because you see, when Mordechai took public office, so the father inherited the Tainas in him. He should have stayed in the Sinedrin. Why are you going to become a prime minister? So the story goes around, screamed at the guy. And he said, you don't understand Pshat and Gemara. He said, it could be that there's a matter for a person to be learning Tainas. But it's not a hetzer to learn when you're going to be serving next. The Gemara never meant that Mordechai did the wrong thing and therefore you shouldn't save lives, you should rather learn. It's a man in Talmud Torah. That could be. But right now, you're in a position to save lives. So you have to do what's not the best thing for you. And that, you said, is, is the side here also. And that is, as, as if, if, if it's a position where there's no one else to do it, so then you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You can't make chashponis. The only chashpon is going to be, there's somebody better than me. So why me? And that was Moshe's time from the beginning. Moshe's time from the beginning was, because Aaron according to him, it's right. He's there with them, and he's older than me. He's my older brother, and he's a Novi. So why are you asking me? I shouldn't ask him. And therefore, Moshe's, and then when Hashem told him, no, Aaron's not doing it, then Moshe's not going to say anymore. And he went. But as long as Moshe felt, I don't have to do it because there's somebody else that can do it. So his time was, so ask, Shlach Novi Yatishlach. Send Aaron. The time of, I'd rather not, I don't want to get involved in politics, I don't want to fight with people, I don't want to have to my battle to effort. Well, that's not a time. If, if there's no one else to do it, and you, you somebody who can, so to speak, step into that role in Klai Yisrael, you have to do it. But uh, as long as somebody else to do it, so sh- does the person have to run to be the one to do it? Maybe not. One can leave it to somebody else as more, more qualified, whatever the case might be, to take the job instead. And that's also the Kachim Bidvarim. When we see that it's around, Hashem wanted to choose Aaron or the Levim, whoever was going to be the different job of Israel, what's the Dvarim you meant to tell them? Rashi says, Asherecha that Hashem chose you, which means he thinks you're the best candidate for the job. And if that's the case, I don't argue anymore. Once you've been chosen, that there isn't somebody better than you to do this job, so then, then you've chosen. If you've been chosen, then Asherecha. Hashem chose you for the job, you have to do it. And that's the thing about the Levim. We said that when it came to Yeshaya Hanavi, so if Yeshaya heard a Nebuah, what Hashem said, Esmi eshlechumi yerechlonu. So why did he hear that Nebuah? So he understood. If I heard the Nebuah, Hashem said, Who am I going to take? And Hashem meant me. So he says, Shalcheni, if you want me, I'm here. Yermiyo Hanavi, now we know Yermiyo, he says, Narenach, he's still young. And we know the other Nebuah is still alive. And therefore Yermiyo says, I'm too young for the job. There are other people who are better than me. Hashem said, Dafka, I want you. So, okay, so Yerim is going to do it. And the same thing about Mordechai. What was Mordechai's cheshman? Yes, the leader was going to cause him Bittal Torah, and yes, the leader, by being a leader of Klai Yisrael, it's going to come at the cost of what he could have achieved in Sanhedrin. What's he meant to do? He's in the position that it's, it's, he's the one who can do the job. So then Klai Yisrael need a leader. And that, that, that's always been the cheshman. And the Gemara already says this. About a certain case, when something came to Shmuel, and he didn't deal with it. And his time, Rebidah asks him, why aren't you taking a stand? So he says, because there's Marukva, there's somebody who's bigger than me, let him take it out. And that's, uh, if, if there's somebody who's more Roy to be a leader, okay, so I don't have to look to take the job. I can leave it to, I can leave it to, 
somebody else. It's, it's not something which people are ran to do. But when it's Nashim, and therefore a person understands the circumstances that there's no one else who's able to do it, so then there's a khir. And therefore you see by all the the Gdalim we knew in the recent years, all of them who, when they were younger and there was somebody else doing the job, they had nothing to do with communal leadership. They had nothing to do, they weren't being primed for the job, they had nothing to do with it, they kept out of 100%. But when it fell into their shoulders, and suddenly it became something which they had to take care of. I'll just give you two examples of Gdalim or Zechatunna personally. The first one is Rabbi Yashif. As long as Rashach was in charge, Rabbi Yashif had nothing to do with the Tibur. Nothing. He certainly learned. He certainly learned. He was a, he was a Paisak. He answered Shailas. Zero. He wasn't involved in rallies. And he wasn't involved in politics. He wasn't involved in giving Hadracha for the Tibur. It wasn't his thing. He was a, he was not, he was a do. He was a master. He sat in the Diyam of Elayla. He was a Paisak. He wrote his Shavas. He was the best in the God. And so, what kind? At a certain stage, Rav Shach got too old, too weak, too, and he said people should go ask Rav Yashif. People should take things to him. So he came out overnight. He became in charge of the Galatari, and he became in charge of bets and everything which happens in the Jewish world. It all landed on him, and suddenly he had to change from being a person who had nothing to do with anybody, and sat by himself to the address for the whole Kaisra, and taking decisions for everything Kaisra did. And the exact example is Rav Kanievsky. He would live, he, what he would want to do was sit in the without being interrupted. And let's do it. People asked him like, what he wants a bracha for. He always said the same thing. A bracha? Then he, he asked what you bracha. A bracha? So he didn't even look. He said, give me, leave me alone. And, and as long as his father of Yashua was alive, I mean, people came to talk, ask him shayas and learning, maybe for brachas for an hour a day or two hours a night, whatever it was. He didn't want anything to do with anything else. Oh, but now, after Shlaimah's lifter, so everything became Rukhayim. Every Shaila, every public appeal, every Tzachah in the world, every Yeshiva, every case or question in the Knesset, all ended up on him. And then it's the same thing. Did he want it? No. Uh, he was happier then. It wasn't like he was, he had a background of being involved in public activity, of Askanus, or whatever it was. But, Rukhayim is the Makhmashayin and Hashem. And therefore, if he understood the Fidar Gosa, that there was no one else who was able to do the job at that time. So then you have another choice. And therefore, the, the Cheshpun often was for learning from the Torah already. And that was that people didn't look to run to become leaders of Israel. Even though there's a big mind in it, and even though the person has a schosm of the door, but there's, like we said, there are a lot of negative factors about being a leader too. I mean, not the smallest, but the Gemara says that Rabbanus is Makabaris is Baalel. Leadership buries the people who do it. Um, so there are, a lot of, there are a lot of factors against looking to take leadership like that. But we said Hashem, there'll never be a stage and therefore, when a person understands that they're the one that's going to have to do it, there's no one else who can replace them at that stage. So then they don't have a choice. Just like Hashem told Moshe clearly, you don't have a choice. You're going to have to be the next leader. So that's always that stage. The question is, at what stage does a person decide that? And how do they know who, who that's? It's up to them and not somebody else? Okay, that's a question to ask for the day. They obviously understand themselves where they're holding and who else in the door is the equal. I'll just give you an example of this. I heard it from two people, similar stories, but exactly the same point. And that is, two people told me that on different, completely different occasions. 
that they went to Rabbi Yashif in a certain shayla and Rabbi Yashif followed them he said Rabbi Yashif finds in Zalaf it's a shayla for the God Lado and Rabbi Yashif finds Zalaf and two separate stories two separate kinds of questions both these people it was the field that we involved in so the question came up again later after Rabbi Yashif was left Rabbi Yashif passed another spot what changed he didn't, know the, he, didn't, he didn't have an opinion before that the answer is he obviously felt it's a shayla which needs a godl, the godl to pass in for everybody and therefore if I hold Rav Moshe's godl more than me so I'm not going to sell you my opinion let him decide with Kaya and when Rav Moshe's no longer there so Rav Yashif held now I'm the one who has to pass in for Kaya so he did without hesitation what is it okay well, it's a big shayla to think about it it was exactly the same shayla but now Rav Moshe was dead this is what I hold in other words he held now that he was the Pesachador so now we made I have to pass him which means what I'm bringing the story to the proof is that for someone like that people understand themselves where they're holding and if they're, they're in the position where they're now that's their job to pass Allah. and therefore yes it's not a lack of another if Rabbi Yashif could say this is the shy which there has to be a, a, the person of has to pass Allah, and he held Rabbi Yashif said he's a person of but he also held after Rabbi Yashif died I'm the person of and therefore he took the Archives for it and it's the same with the leadership also the same person who would be happy to be quietly in the background because he understands there's somebody bigger than me who's doing the job and then the leadership falls on him but the same person understands when now he's next in line so to speak so he has to take the highest I mean one of the best examples is Rukhashan himself Rukhashan had no interest in being involved in public he was a masmid he was he's a Shiv and he kept the same daily shade for 70 years he didn't change daily schedule for 70 years and when we came back in Shea until the week before he died and he ended up in hospital every day it was exactly the same thing he died at the same time and he had breakfast at the same time and he had sailed at the same time and he had a share at the same time and uh, I heard of Levi someone said that old man was standing in the same street as me so he said that you know, when he had died of Gershon when he was in Bnei Brak uh, 60 years ago he wanted to ask him something so they told him that at 5 past 12, if you wait on the corner of Rivers and Rivaba, he actually walks from his house to the yeshiva to go and catch him on the way and walk him to the yeshiva to ask him a shot. So, so he did. So he, that old man, so he, he came back to Israel a few months ago and told him, I guess he wanted to get a bracha. So he had no way of getting his bracha. But he remembered that then, 60 years ago, at 5 past 12, you're waiting on the corner of Rivers and Rivaba, the rest of the time. He said, Wait, wait, I guess he was there. And then, that, 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 that God doesn't get faced, doesn't change. I heard from someone else who said that uh, he went to Rav Gershon a, a few months ago to ask advice and he saw a picture on the wall a picture of the Chaznish but underneath was written Marena Chaznish Lita the Chaznish died 60 something years ago so Rav Gershon brought the picture and he said I have to move so the same picture is still there someone who was kavod that, that, that didn't change anything in their life they 100% kept to their schedule and certain fears and what now he needs a Tzaris of Kaisha on his head but when a person realizes that there's nobody else, there's nobody else, then it becomes their Christ. It becomes their Christ, and they have to take the job. Even if it's not something they wanted or dreamed of or anything else. That's the answer. Yeah. Um, you already keep phrasing it as there's nobody, nobody else. Do you mean to say it like in a negative way, or just like the fact that he's the most right person? For he's position? the most right person. And if, if someone's going to have to take that Christ, and someone's going to have to be the one to make the decisions, so then a person realizes that God will realize it's going to fall on him. I mean, it's not like the, the worst, you know, the best of all the evils type of, the type of um, um... No, it's, it's someone needs to do the job, and if you understand, you're in a position 
Well, you can do it, that. That's something you have to do. So then it becomes the chiv. Whenever you talk about like because you're like a leader, you might have to like put yourself into positions like of the same. I mean, like when do you when do you uh, like Messiah have to do? Like I said, a leader is gonna going to have to take a stand, and therefore they're going to, it's going to definitely generate opposition. Because let's it, say like in Kiev. I meant that a person has to take a chayz or chayz shalom. It doesn't mean he has to learn and stand it. It means I'm taking a chayz. Uh, again, all the G'dayim and Shach or Yashiv or Shtayim or Chayim, they didn't go out of their, 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 their zone, their room, their place, whatever it is, to go and uh, give brushes to the rabbi in Chayf or whatever it was. That, that, that wasn't the responsibility of the God. You know, the God's responsibility is to take a chayz or chayz and to be involved in the direction of the chayz it didn't mean that a person had to change his akpodin halacha, or his akpodin is a level of ruchnis ki or zeh. It just meant that a person, instead of being able to focus on his own growth and his own learning, now has to spend a, a, a tremendous amount of time trying to think of what, or helping Klaishal, and hearing Klaishal, so as to give you direction for them. Like we said, when a person is in that position, then the way to look at it is like it says, Daranakoin. Ashrechash is the chisubakach. If a person finds that they're in the position where it's in them, so then, other Hashem has chosen them. Hashem has put them in where they have to be the leader. They should look at it as recha. You were zeichet to be the one to lead Klai Israel. That's a big schos. But in Tanah to look for the job, no. The Hanog of Klai Israel always was not to look for it until the, 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 the situation was forced on them. So then there wasn't something that they looked to do.